Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Harland Highway Podcast. How are you today? Summer. Summer is going on. And uh, what a show we have for you today. I'm Harland Williams. I will be hosting the show as always. Did you think it would be anybody else? Maybe you want someone else. That's not nice. What the? Uh, but anyways, uh, speaking of summer, today we're going to be talking about summer critters. Have you bumped into any weird summer creatures? It always happens every summer, a spider, a bug, or a, something weird. So I've had a few encounters I'm going to tell you about. Unbelievable. And then uh, also uh, later in the show, Aunt Ruthie's calling in. I guess there's been some trouble up in Rochester with some of the neighborhood kids. She left a crazy, uh, unbelievable voice message. So we're going to be playing that for you. Um and uh, also a, a crazy, crazy news story. Oh, my God. There's a place somewhere in the world, I won't say where, and they've created a new taste in beer, and you'll never guess how they make the damn beer. I don't know if it's a beer you'd ever, ever want to drink. So we're going to talk about that and so many other things. Let's go. Put your nose hair clippers in. This is the Harland Highway. I have an announcement to make. You are about to go down the Harland Highway. Lock the door. I don't want to be a product of my environment. Shut up! I want my environment to be a product of me. You are riding down the Harland Highway. So, who do I have to fuck to get off this phone? I can get you off. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Ah, you're a cantaloupe. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway Show. I'm ashamed, Big Daddy. That's why I'm a drunk. When I'm drunk, I can stand myself. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and you're going to get a shot in the mouth. Act like a man. What's the matter with you? I wasn't really sure what was going on. You're listening to Harlan Williams. The rest is bullshit, and you know it. Okay, it's summer, and I think it's time for a crazy critters update. You know, in the summer, you always see weird critters coming out of the bushes and from under the rocks and out of the trees and wherever the hell they hide. Okay, so I saw, I saw some interesting critters this summer. Most recently... Uh, I went into my bathroom the other night. You ever have one of those like wake up late in the middle of the night? You have to go pee scenarios. Doesn't happen to me a lot, but I don't know. I must've been, must've been chugging some Cokes or something, man. But I don't know. I think it was about two, three in the morning. I want my eyes open. I'm like, man, I got to go pee, man. I got, I got to release. So I get up, go to the bathroom. I live in California. And this time of year, it gets kind of hot here. And I flick on the light and sitting on the bathroom floor, a scorpion. I got a a poisonous scorpion. I just want to get up and relieve myself. Okay, I didn't expect to wake up at three in the morning and be on a nature show. I I didn't expect to be on uh, Discovery Channel's I Shouldn't Be Alive. I didn't want to be on uh, 
animal planets, Prey. Have you ever seen that show, Prey? It's about people that have been the prey of wild animals. Bear attacks and mountain lions and, you know, I just wanted to do a little midnight tinkle. Suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm confronted with a poisonous crab creature sitting there between me and the urinal. I'm like, holy crap. I'm glad I was sort of half awake. Imagine if I'd been more like, you know, sometimes you stumble out of bed and your eyes are barely open and you're walking into the wall and you're. I mean, you know, we all get the ants and the cockroaches and the spiders. It's not often you get a critter that's loaded with poison to potentially kill you, maybe. If not kill you, like cause severe pain and damage and suffering. Suddenly I felt like I was in a James Bond movie, you know? He's, he's at a swank hotel. He's been rolling around with Money Penny all night. Excuse me, Money Penny. I'm going to go and relieve myself. But make sure you're ready for when I come back, dog. Right? And, uh, you know, he goes to use the bathroom and some guy all dressed in black, some Russian oligarch spy is hiding on the roof and he, he lowers a scorpion onto the bathroom floor hoping that Bond steps on it. My goodness, I was going to take a tinkle, but I better back away. There's a poisonous scorpion there, dog. Maybe I should tinkle on the poisonous scorpion, give it a taste of its own medicine. Money Penny, come in here and hold my my golden gun. Um so anyways, man, it's a little shocking. And 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 you know, I'm here I'm wondering like, okay, if I hadn't seen it in the bathroom, where else would this thing crawl? Would it crawl up on my bed? Would it crawl in my sheets? Would it go and seek out warmth, which is usually, you know, the armpits or the groin area? That's all you. I got a little itch down in my uh, groin. Ow, what the hell? Do I have crabs? Hell no. I got scorpions. I mean, come on, man. So I don't know. This thing must have crawled in under a crack in the door or something. I've, I've had them before. I remember I was laying in my living room watching TV one night and I just saw a scorpion go whipping across the floor on the tile floor. Okay, so so then uh, we go from, uh, I think as scorpions, is it an insect? I'm, I'm, I guess I don't know technically the classification of a scorpion. I think it's an insect. I don't think it's a reptile or an amphibian. I think it's an insect. Maybe it's a, a, some kind of fish. I mean, it's got crab claws. What, what kind of... It lives in the desert, and it's got crab features. What, what kind of mixed-up critter is this? Anyways, I went from an insect to a reptile. This was fun. So I was, uh, I was visiting a friend down in Florida, and uh, in between uh, the houses... There was a, uh, some friends and then the neighbors, and we were we had a, there was a trail 
that went in between the houses along the beach. And on this trail, it was like palm tree and, and bushes and pretty thick, but, but there was a, a clear trail through the bushes that went from one house to the other, probably about the, the distance of a football field or half a football field or something. So it wasn't a big trail. It was like, you know, it took you about a minute and a half to cross it. But uh, I was crossing over in the dark. It was probably around 11 o'clock at night or something. And I'm, I'm crossing over by myself. I got the flashlight. And I get halfway across. And all of a sudden, just by luck, you know, you, you know, sometimes you shine the flashlight down by your feet. Sometimes you shine it a little, a few feet ahead of yourself. Well, in this instance, I, sh- I shone the light. I don't know, about five, six feet in front of me. And all of a sudden, on the trail, slithering across the trail, right in the middle of the trail, is a big, fat, probably about a three-and-a-half-foot-long, four-foot-long cottonmouth. And if you don't know what a cottonmouth is, it's a poisonous form of rattlesnake or something that lives down in the south. And from what I've been told, they can be fairly aggressive. But, you know, most rattlesnakes will sit back and rattle and give you fair warning that you're getting too close. But apparently the uh, the cottonmouth is a little more ornery or ornery. And they like to lunge out at you. They don't give you the uh, the, the graciousness of a little rattle warning. Hi, rattle, rattle, I'm full of poison, I'm going to kill you, rattle, 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 rattle. Nope, the cottonmouth apparently just like, hey, don't, what the hell are you doing near me, boy? Well, I'm going to come over there and bite you and inject you full of poison, that's what I'm going to do, snap. Yeah, so here's this this big, fat, this thing, uh, the, the, the diameter of this thing was huge, it was like this, the, 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 the roundness of like a hockey puck almost. Maybe a, a smaller version of a hockey puck, but uh, it was it was fat and healthy, and it was it was like sh- shimmering. You know how snakes have that that glossy look on their body. It was shimmering in the flashlight. And I love snakes. I love critters, but but you know I ain't messing with a poisonous snake, man. And I'm just thinking life's all about timing, right? Like, what if I had walked down the trail thirty seconds sooner? Or 30 seconds later, and this this snake had already crossed the trail. As I said, it was in the middle of the trail. But had it crossed or was waiting to cross, and I walked right by it while it was sitting at the side of the trail, it might have just lunged right out and bit me. And so I'm, I'm kind of lucky and, and give grace that, 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 that this thing was right out in the middle exposed. Because snakes, these type of snakes are ambush predators. And they're very good at just sitting and waiting quietly till something that moves comes near them. And so I was debating. I was standing there and I'm like, oh, do I, do I, uh, do I go around it? Do I wait till it crosses? And I was seriously thinking about just kind of waiting it out for a minute. And then all of a sudden to the right of me, I start hearing in the dark, it's like, and I know from experience, because I've been on this same trail before, a few months ago I was there, 
And during the daytime, I stumbled on a family of wild hogs. Wild boars, they call them. And apparently they can get aggressive too. So now I'm standing in the dark with a flashlight, face-to-face with a four-foot cottonmouth glimmering in the light. And I'm debating like an idiot whether to go around it when all of a sudden to the right of me in the dark, I hear... And I'm like, holy crap. What did, what did I walk on a Noah's Ark? There's a, there's a, it sounds like there's a wild pig. And this, and this thing was just as close. Like probably like four or five feet away. And I shone the light and I couldn't see anything. And I'm like, what the? I'm getting... The, this is nature telling me to back. I'd be safer in my scorpion-riddled bathroom right now. I'm backing my arse up. Usually I don't back away. I mean... You know, this is a guy I used to work up in northern Canada, and, and I'd wander for hours through the dark at night without without a flashlight even, and this was in bear country, man. I'm used to, like, walking through the dark at, at night. I don't get freaked out by it. I don't know why. Maybe I should. Maybe now I am. I'm afraid to go to my own bathroom. hi ay ay. So anyways, I just backed my ass out, and I uh, went and got in my truck, and I drove around to the other house. Lordy. hi yi yi So, speaking of pigs, here's my third summer critter encounter. I'm driving down Hollywood Boulevard the other. Cut, cut from one jungle to the other. You cut from nature's jungle to the concrete jungle. I'm rolling down Hollywood Boulevard, heading home to my house, and I come up to a light. And right there on the side of Hollywood Boulevard is some goth-looking chick. You know, some Hollywood dreamer, so like all of us, you know. Tattoos, the, the black eyeliner, the cute haircut, uh, you know, everything to stand out in case a producer drives by and goes, Oh, my God, I want to make you a star, baby. You know, that's what everyone thinks when they come here. And I'm not saying don't think that. That's what I thought. You got to have your dreams, man. But typical Hollywood, you know, kind of fair. And I look, and this girl's just standing at the side of the road. I'm like, what the hell is she standing around for? It's like it's like 100 degrees out. I look. She's walking a pig. Or in this case, it looked like one of the wild boars from, from the, the trail I was just on. You know, people have the little pot belly pigs, like the cute little, you know, they're the size of a puppy. Or the size of a poodle, you know, chubby little, cute little, you know. Okay, I don't know if this this girl like didn't do her homework or her pig work or her farmers.com work or whatever. But uh, this nut, her pig had, had, had somehow like blossomed, gone through puberty. This thing was full grown, man. This was like a big giant farm pig. And I'll tell you what, it had, it had uh, tusks coming out. It had, it, had, uh, it had big fat teeth coming out from, the, from under its, in its mouth. It wasn't like a friendly little pot-belly pig. This thing looked like one of Hannibal Lecter's, like, you know, let's eat some dead bodies pig. I mean, it was a little uh, unnerving to see this thing right at the side of the road. And what had happened, it, it kind of looked like the pig was having a standoff with the goth girl. 
because pigs can get very stubborn. You know, if they don't want to move, man, it's hard to move a pig. And this thing was full grown. I mean, this thing was almost bigger than my car. I'm like only in Hollywood. Here's this little goth girl in a little skirt and black lipstick and Dracula hair, you know, and she's walking a giant farmersonly.com pig. It's, it's like, it's literally, we're in a heat wave. So I'm just waiting for this pig to bust out and become bacon. It looked like it was cooking, but it looked like it wasn't happy to be out in the heat. So it wasn't moving. And this, this goth girl had a leash and a harness on this big giant pig. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. And you could see the pig was just standing there. It didn't want to move. And I'm thinking, I bet this girl was trying to pull the pig. The pig was like, are you kidding me? It's 102 degrees. I'm a pig. Underneath my skin is bacon, you idiot. Why don't you just throw me in the fry pan at home, goth chick? Right? And so you know what happens when you try to pull a pig or you push a pig? They go nuts. They, they have squealing fits. They're like, <laughs> they scream. It's like, it's like someone getting attacked in a back alley. <laughs> right? So the goth chick was probably like uh, freaking out, didn't know what to do. And so this pig was just standing like a statue. It's big tusks hanging out of its mouth. It almost looked like a, a wild warthog from the plains of Africa. Maybe, maybe they were, they were, they were locked in fear and frozen because there was a pride of lions on the other side of the road. I should have, I should have looked. So there you go. Though those are some of my my summer creature sightings. It's been exciting. It's been dangerous, and it's been a little absurd. So if you have any creature summer creature critters you want to share with me. You can shoot me an email or, or you can uh, call me, 323-739-4330. I want to hear about your encounters with summer creatures. 323-739-4330. And that number is at harlemwilliams.com if you can't remember it because you're so frazzled from seeing a giant night creature. So be careful. Watch yourself. And, uh, you know. Get your, uh, your insurance up to date at Geico or Aflac or wherever you're with, which ironically, you know, all these, all these uh, insurance places are run by creatures, ducks and lizards and, oh God, can't get away from it. Heavens to Murgatroyd, Stephen. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're crazy. All right, well, I figure, you know, since we're talking about critters, uh, we might as well stick with the theme. And uh, there's this crazy news story I got I to gotta read you here. And it involves the critters. Uh, here's the headline. This Icelandic craft beer is made from a giant whale testicle. Huh? Do you like your beer? Do you like uh, do you like a little uh, head on your beer? Do you like a little testicle on your beer? I mean, good lord! Can you imagine? Mm, this, this is a fine brew. What 
Mm. Mm. Tastes a little nutty. Mm. Little nut, little nutty taste aftertaste. No, that's not a nut. That's a ball. It's a little. It's like a ball aftertaste. I mean, good lord. Here, here's the story. Okay, the, uh, the there's a place in Iceland called the the Stedgy. You, you know, the Icelandic people. They put D's and J's and I's all over their words. So who can read them? They're just random. Let, let's throw a, throw a D and a J onto that word there. Put, put an I, put a, two I's together and a J on the end and a couple of D's. Throw some extra D. Stadugia. So here it is. This, the Stedgy Brewery is making a new beer called Havalur. Made with whale testicle smoked in sheep's dung. Okay, so it's, it's not enough that uh, we have a beer made out of a, a whale bag. <laughs> Let's really uh, step it up and uh, we'll brew it in sheep shit. How about that? And, and just to give it a little uh, aftertaste, let's get some giraffe vomit in here and a little, little splash of hippo diarrhea. What the hell are these? What, what are they brewing this stuff around a big iron pot in the middle of the night with witches' hats on? <laughs> Boil and bubble, double and trouble. Let's throw some fucking fat blubbery whale balls into the bubbles. <laughs> What the hell is going on in Iceland? It's just crazy. I mean, good Lord, man. Do you really want to be drinking whale nuts? They say the taste has been described as being like a porter with hints of caramel and a smoky, meaty aftertaste. Ew. uh. I think you could get that same smoky, meaty aftertaste by if you're giving someone a tea bag, how about that? Not that I've ever done it, but if you want that smoky, meaty aftertaste, just get out and start teabagging. And when you're done teabagging, have a normal beer. How about that? A meaty after, how about a nutty, bally, ball sack aftertaste? They say it's one of the most controversial beers in the world. Yeah, no kidding. It's a brew steeped in Icelandic tradition. Holy God. That's a tradition to be drinking liquefied uh, whale balls? I don't, I don't want to be there for Thanksgiving. What do, they, what do they do for Thanksgiving? Here we have a turkey. What do they do over there? Yeah, we got, uh, we got some, uh, some uh, giraffe vulva here today. Who wants a white lip or dark lip? It's like, what the hell are these people are getting into? The brewery gets the testicles from Havular, the only Icelandic company allowed to hunt the fin whale. Okay. Well, that's interesting. How about the only company in in the Iceland that gets to, you know... What's it called when you neuter? Neuter a whale? Now, it isn't without controversy, this beer. Many animal rights activists have protested this beer for its use of endangering the fin whale. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I don't think whales should be butchered up just so some idiot 
Some Uber driver in Iceland can get drunk after his shift. Oh, I had a long day driving, driving through the fjords and down the, the Fajurger Dodgers. And oh, I'm tired. I need, I need to cap off my day with a big tall pint of whale nuts. Mmm. Oh, that's a nutty flavor there. Oh, oh, wait a minute, bartender. There's a Jesus Christ. There's a there's a pubic hair in my beer. That's a, it's the length of a ball of yarn. What is that, a whale pube? That's huge. Hold on, maybe I'll make me a, a whale bag pube. A whale bag pube sweater. I'll make myself a drinking jacket out of whale pube. They say they got a lot of email threats about it from activists abroad when the company first started brewing... This whale nut beer. Yeah, I can see that, man. Um, even so, with craft beer becoming a trend in Iceland, this recipe apparently continues to be the perfect recipe. I mean, what, you can't grow some barley and some hops and some wheat? How about that for a perfect recipe? They say the location is remote, but it's well worth a visit to this remote Icelandic town. Yeah, remote is right. It sounds like you guys got a little bored. We're looking for stuff to do. It's like, I'm, sh- I'm tired of sitting around here, Vlandander. What's, what, what can we do today? I don't know. I'm kind of hot and thirsty. You want to go smash up some whale balls and, you know... Get some sheep shit and make something to drink? Well, we could just go to the grocery store and get some Kool-Aid and pour the colored crystals into a jug of water and stir it up and drink it. Yeah, but you know, I'm really craving like whale balls and sheep shit, bro. You're right. What was I thinking? Let's do it. Holy God. So there you go, man. More... Crazy critter news. And uh, I wonder if Newman's Own is going to get into that. Newman's Own Whale Ball Lemonade. Seeped in sheep shit, moose sperm, and unicorn snot. Enjoy. Don't piss me off. This is Harland Williams. And you're really pissing me off. Oh, you're starting to piss me off, you little pigless son of a bitch. You pissed me off. Shut up! You're pissing me off! These fucking assholes, this fuck. These fucking assholes! The fuck is their problem, man? Oh, yeah. I'm pissed off. Oh, I'm pissed off. Real real good and deep and hard like I'm pissed off. So here it is. I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I I was down in Florida visiting. And on the way in, on the way into Florida, I flew on an airplane. That's how you get to Florida. You fly. So I fly into Tampa. You ever heard of Tampa, Florida? So I fly into Tampa. And uh, we come in, 
And Florida very often, because it's humid and it's Florida and it's the south, there's always big billowy clouds in the sky and there's there's rain on the horizon and there's the afternoon tropical showers that last for 10 minutes and then dissipate. But Florida is, is known as one of the highest lightning strike places on the planet. Okay? In fact, I'm, I'm reading a little, uh, a little blurb on the internet here. Okay? It says, Florida is the lightning capital of the United States. And Central Florida, from Tampa to Titusville, has the added distinction of being called Lightning Alley because of the frequency of electrical storms the state has. Okay, so here we are in Lightning Alley. Does it get any more lightning than that? And, you know, there's lightning going off all the time. We land in Tampa. Okay, we're rolling up to our gate. It's a long flight from from California to Tampa is a long flight. That's like a five hour job. So you're tired. You want to get going. You want to get out. You've been sitting. You know the drill. Any flight over three hours is grueling. So we land. We're rolling along the tarmac. We're literally probably about 60 to 50 feet from our little gate, you know, where the, the, the little tube rolls out and attaches to the side of the plane and you, you open the plane and you walk into the tube and suddenly you're in the airport, standing there at uh, Applebee's or whatever's in the airport. So we're like 60 feet from this damn thing. I can see it out my window. And all of a sudden the plane rolls to a stop. Captain comes up. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh... Due to lightning in the area, we are going to, as protocol uh, suggests, we are going to stop short of the gate. Uh, the ground crew has gone in the building. Uh, there has been a lightning strike uh, within 10 miles of the airport. And protocol says that uh, they must clear the uh, tarmac for 15 minutes after a lightning strike before coming back out and attending to the aircraft. And I'm like, wait, what? 15 minutes there was a lightning strike now i'm looking out the window at the weather there's no big clouds over us there's no lightning storm clouds but in the distance i can see some gray rolling clouds i can see that the weather's looking a bit choppy in the distance when i say distance i'm talking probably about 10 miles away okay and so I'm thinking, wait a minute, what the hell? So we're going to sit here for 15 minutes. We're 50 feet from the gate, and the grounds crew won't come out because there was some lightning. So I'm a little perturbed. I'm a little, okay, I guess. I Safety first, I get it, you know. So here we go after 15 minutes of sitting there after a five-hour five flight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, good news. We've been cleared to uh, pull forward to our gate, and here... Oh, 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 wait a minute. No, we've just been called back. There's been another lightning strike, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as uh, protocol demands, we will sit for uh, 15 minutes, and uh, we will let you know. And I'm like, wait, what? So these guys were coming out to take us 50 feet to the gate... All they got to do is stand there in their orange vests and their little plastic orange flashlights. 
and watch the plane roll 50 feet, which probably takes about 32 seconds, and we're done, and then they can go inside. But nope, we're going to sit there for another 50 minutes. So now it's half an hour we're sitting there in Lightning Alley. And sure enough, 15 minutes later, all right, ladies and gentlemen, good news. We are ready. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I've j- I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I've just been told that we cannot proceed. There has been a lightning tra- And I'm like, whole. I'm literally in my seat. Now I'm starting to swear under my breath. You know, you get to that, you get, I'm like, Jesus, are you fucking kidding me? This is fucking, what a bunch of fucking bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm literally, and I can see the guy beside me kind of like, uh-oh, is this one of these problem passengers? Are we going to have to call the air marshal? But I'm sitting there, I'm going, Jesus Christ, you, you built an airport in Lightning Alley. There's lightning. Okay, maybe if there's lightning within a mile, maybe then. But 10 miles, a 10-mile radius in Lightning Alley, that, that's like a disco ball hanging in a disco and the freaking light reflecting all over the freaking wall. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just had a disco ball reflection go by. We're going to wait 15 Oh, there's another one. There's another disco ball. Oh, there's another one. We're going to sit here for three and a half years till that light bulb burns out, ladies and gentlemen. Then we will proceed to your gate and enjoy your vacation. So this is crazy. So, so then finally, after 45 minutes... Finally, the guy goes, all right, sorry for the delay that we had some bad weather, (laughs) didn't we? Oh, boy, that's not fun. Let's get going. We've been given the go. Oh, wait. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we've just been told there's been, and I'm like, oh, are you effing kidding me? This went on for over an hour. Over an hour we sat there. In lightning, and all the all the aircraft are just sitting there. They they shut down the whole airport because somewhere some lightning went off within ten miles. And I said, I'm 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 sorry, man. There's risk with every job. I'm I, no disrespect to the hardworking, wonderful grounds crew at the airport in Tampa. Okay, I don't want you to get hurt. I want you to go home to your families. But the odds of getting hit by lightning are one in one trillion billion. You'd probably win the billion-dollar lottery ten times over before you got hit by lightning, so the odds are almost nil. And second of all, I'm sorry, with every single job you take, there's risk. If you're a taxi driver, there's a risk you could crash. Hi, I'd like to go to the airport. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't take you to the airport today, but thank you for getting in my cab. What do you mean you can't take me to the airport? This is a cab, right? Yes, but if on the way to the airport, I might crash. I might get in an accident. So if you would like to sit in my cab for a couple of hours, we can chit-chat. Like, what the fuck, man? Every job has a risk, okay? And I would say the risk of getting hit by lightning is so remote, so low, that you're probably in one of the safest jobs in the world. And if somebody does get hit by lightning, oh, well, I'm sorry. Window cleaners can fall off their scaffolding. Construction workers could get run over by a tractor. Race car drivers could flip their car. Guys who milk cows could get kicked. I mean, there's risk with every job. You don't shut down a whole fucking airport because there was a little flash of light in the sky. 
10 miles away. And we're just sitting there and then to make add insult to injury. Here's, here's what blows about, about California flying out of Los Angeles. There's a lot of like actory types and Hollywood types and a lot of these dillweeds make a lot of money and have kids. You know, these preppy little uh, Hollywood couples with the, the man buns and the Starbucks and the, 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 the designer clothes and the, 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 the tablets in their hand and the granola bars in their breast pocket. Yeah, so these rich actor entertainment weasels like to breed. And so they have kids. And they got money. So guess what? You know me. I've told you I like to sit in first class. Okay? That's my little perk in life. I work hard. I sit in first class. And what do I expect in first class? A nice, quiet, comfortable ride. But these douchebags from Hollywood, guess what? They like a nice, quiet, comfortable ride too, but they like to bring their stupid, bratty, undisciplined Hollywood children. Because in Hollywood, they don't know how to use discipline. They're afraid of it. They placate their noisy, obnoxious children. Oh, kids, now yelling and punching windows and kicking and shitting in the alleyway, that's not what we do. That's not nice. What? Oh, okay, if you want to do it, maybe that's a growing experience for you. Maybe we'll chalk that up as a learning curve, a learning moment. Yes. So on top of everything else, these Hollywood douchebags had their two obnoxious, Ritalin-covered, hyperactive, undisciplined kids that they were terrified to say anything to. So now we're stuck in Lightning Alley. It's like a light show out the window. We got these cowardly lion groundskeepers who can't come out of their thing because there's lightning 10 miles away, and they shut down a whole international airport where people are flying in and out from all over the world. And on top of that, it's Florida. So we're inside of a tin tube on a Florida runway cooking like sardines in a, in a crock pot. Can you tell I'm pissed off yet, gang? So I'm sorry, man. That is one of the dumbest policies I've ever heard. That's like, that's not, like not allowing a cruise ship to sail because there's water in the ocean. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to Carnival Cruises on our wonderful four-day cruise to the Bahamas. Unfortunately, we won't be able to leave the dock today because there's water all around the boat. Hopefully the water dries up soon and we can get on our merry way. Meanwhile, there'll be shuffleboard and pizza slices on the upper deck. Thank you. I mean, it's just ridiculous. This country... This freaking country and all the lawsuits and everyone's so uptight and paranoid and afraid to do anything. And holy shit. In every industry, someone gets hurt or there's loss of life. You don't want it to happen, but that's the industry you're in. You provide a service. If there's an accident or something goes wrong or there's a fluke occurrence, it happens. That's that's part of life. That's part of working. That's part of keeping everything moving. If everyone just sat down because of the what ifs and the unknowns, nothing would get done. And that's what happens at the Tampa airport with this ridiculous policy. Holy crap. 
So in closing, so I don't sound unsympathetic, be safe. I hope nobody gets hit by lightning, but change your policy. You put an airport in the middle of Lightning Alley, you dimwits. Oh, there, I feel better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, let's get on with the show now that I've released, now that I've let go of my lightning. Oh, Roger, is, is there anything that we have that's a little lighter that can cheer me up, take me out of pissed off mode? Hmm? Oh, we have a voicemail from Aunt Ruthie? You know, I don't know if her voicemails cheer me up or just freak me out even more, but she called? Okay, well, I guess let's do it then. Maybe that'll cheer me up. Maybe she'll say something that lifts my spirit. Uh, as you know, folks, I have my Aunt Ruthie who lives up in Rochester, New York. She's like in her mid-80s. She doesn't really understand technology, the answering machines, and, you know, I'm always out running around doing shows. She always seems to call when I'm not home, and I think she thinks she's talking to me when she gets my answering machine because she leaves these long rambling stories. So I guess, did she leave another long one? It, Roger's saying it is a story. It's, okay, well, let's play it. A phone message from my lovable Aunt Ruthie from Rochester, New York. Here we go. Play it, Rog. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as Hello? Now. Please check the number and dial again. Hello? This is a oh recording. My, what, uh, hello? Oh, my God. What the hell was that? Oh, my God, Angel, the, your, your phone line, it sounded, your answering machine got all crossed up like a, like a set of Chinese train tracks or something. I heard some operators telling me that my, I need to hang up or whatever, and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let some voice in the distance tell me what to do. I mean, <clears throat> you know, but she, she's going to have, you know, have words with me. She can come down to the bingo hall and talk to me to my face. I'm not going to have some, uh, you know, sultry-voiced uh, hussy from uh, another world tell me how to hang up my phone and try again. For cra- I mean, this is my little nephew's, you know, number here, for Christ's sake. And how are you, Angel? Anyways, it's me. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. Oh, we miss you so much, me and your Uncle Harry are up here. Mm-hmm. We're having a wonderful summer, little angel. I was just checking in. Everything's good on our end, except just the other day. Oh, my God. It scared the living crab apples out of me. The, some of the neighborhood kids had climbed over the fence and gone into the backyard. And, you know, Harry's got his fruit trees out there. He's got the peaches. He's got the cherry trees. He's got the apricots. I mean, you know how Harry likes to diddle around in the garden. He loves it out there. And... So we were in the house watching some of Harry's television shows. I think we were watching Bonanza, some, you know, some cowboy thing. Looked, you know, looked like Brokeback Mountain from the 70s, for Christ's sake. And all of a sudden, we heard some, some noise out in the yard, for God's sakes. And there were those fucking Johnson kids and the, uh, the Smiths from the other side of the fence. And that, uh, the, that Puerto Rican couple, the Rodriguez's, they had a couple of kids, and there was like six kids in the backyard, for Christ's sake, and here they are. They're pulling Harry's fruit off his trees like a bunch of fucking wild hyenas ripping at the, uh, the udders of a, you know, an unborn baby gazelle, for Christ's sake. They're just tearing them off the tree, and Harry's, 
heavy. He's like a thermometer in a in a you know in a Chinaman's ass for Christ's sake. I mean, he's just the red is just going up in his face like like somebody painted a bond for God's sakes, my little angel. And so Harry goes running out the door. And you know, when I say running, Harry runs about as fast as a snail with a can of Pringles up his ass. I mean, you know, Harry running is like watching boogers slide out of a baby's nose while someone's holding it upside down, for God's sakes, little angel. But Anyhow, Harry goes out into the yard, and I'll be damned if these damn kids from all over the neighborhood don't start throwing the fresh food at your Uncle Harry. I mean, Jesus Christ, they're lining him up like a, like a bongo clown at a circus, for Christ's sake. There's peaches flying off of Harry's forehead. There's a bunch of cherries hitting him in the nipples, leaving cherry stains on his, on his white T-shirt, you know, a little angel. So now it looks like you're... Your Uncle Harry's tits are bleeding, for Christ's sake. He looks like some kind of bleeding Stephen King clown monster with bleeding blood tits, for God's sakes. And, you know, a tangerine hit him right in the nutsack. And, you know, Harry hasn't used that thing in 45 years. So that was like, you know, throwing a ghost through a cloud. It didn't affect anything, for Christ's sake, you know. But Harry's screaming. He's about to pop an aneurysm in his fucking forehead. And these kids are taunting him. And I'm thinking... Jesus Christ, my husband needs help out there. So you know me, I put on my orthopedic foot sandals and I got my cane. And your Aunt Ruthie broke through the back door like a St. Bernard trying to get to a kitten inside of a garbage bag, for Christ's sake. I just tore the screen off. I went crashing through and I'm running across the yard like a like a dog scraping dog shit off the side of an Applebee's, you know? And here I go. I'm running across the yard, and what do I see? A goddamn snake. All of a sudden, a goddamn goddess snake crosses the thing. I smash the fuck out of its little head with the end of my cane, and all the kids stop. They just freeze in the tracks like Frosty the Snowman just, you know, stuck his ass to a cold stripper pole in Chicago in the middle of winter, for Christ's sake. And I'm bashing the head in on this goddamn snake. I don't want a snake in my yard, Angel. Do you remember when Adam and Eve were eating apples and a giant snake came down and told Eve to become a bitch? Well, that's what happened. And I, ever since I read that in the Holy Bible, I don't, you know, Palm 75, Matthew, Luke uh, 12:57. I don't want snakes in my yard, Angel. And so I'm here bashing the head into this goddamn snake. It's forked tongue sticking out like, you know, the Grinch that stole Christmas shoving a fork into the, 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 the roast beast, for Christ's sake. And all the Who's and Whoville staring at him with their retarded inbred eyes. You know what I'm saying, Angel? And so I'm bashing the head into this snake, and it's coiling around like a bed spring at a Motel 6 after a truck had just finished fucking a 7-Eleven clip, for fuck's sakes. I mean, this is that this snake is going berserk. And the kids are just standing there with their mouths hanging open like a garage door in Rosie O'Donnell's underpants, for Christ's sake, Angel. And so I'm bashing and bashing, and even Uncle Harry's going, Ruthie, Ruthie, take it easy, it's one of God's creatures. And I'm like, well, you know what? Satan was one of God's creatures, and he can go fuck an elevator shaft. You know what I'm saying, Angel? So the kids actually start screaming, and they're getting scared because Aunt Ruthie's bashing a serpent's head in, and those little pricks from over the fence start throwing fresh food at your Aunt Ruthie. 
So all of a sudden, your Aunt Ruthie gets a peach right in the ass crack. I got cherries on my fucking forehead. So now I got cherry stains right above my eyes on my forehead, and I look like a four-eyed, bloody-eyed potato monster, for fuck's sakes. And just when I'm about to scream, a peach flies through the air and gets stuck in my mouth. So now I look like a roast pig at a fucking, you know, Armenian banquet hall. And suddenly these kids are freaking out because now it looks like Satan sucking down a golf ball in the backyard, bashing a snake's head in, and they're freaking out. So your Aunt Ruthie chases them and starts, you know, they try climbing the fence. And one of the little bastards, the Rodriguez kid, he got stuck on a nail. So now he can't get over the fence. All the other kids, are, you know, they, they disappeared like cockroaches at a, at a fucking, uh, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken when they turn the lights on in the morning, for Christ's sake, little angel. And so now I got this, you know, this Puerto Rican kid hanging on the fence, and I thought, well, I bashed a fucking snake. Let me take the fucking cane to this fucking little throat, throat thrower, right? So here I go, Webb, I'm lining this guy up like a golf ball down in Palm Beach, for Christ's sake. I'm whacking this kid in the, in the fucking arms, in the back. I think I cracked his scapula, for fuck's sake, little angel. Here I go, whack, whack, whack. I'm just cracking him in the ass cheeks. I'm fucking, I think I broke his kneecap. I was like Dolores Claiborne in misery, for fuck's sake. I'm like Stephen King's nightmare smashing James Conn's knees in with a sledgehammer. And I'm just, I'm just having at it. It's like M. Night Shyamalan's uh, alien movie, Crop Circles or whatever it is. It's like, he, all I can hear in my head is swing away, swing away. So here I am bashing the fuck out of this little kid hanging on the fence. It's like I'm watching the Rodney King video in my own mind, little angel. I'm just hammering this son of a whore. And he's screaming like there's a vampire up his ass sucking blood out of his colon, for Christ's sake. And I'm just, I won't give up. I'm like, you little bastard, you stole my Harry's peaches, you pulled his cherries, you blasted his tangerines, and this kid's screaming for mercy. And finally I give her one last one and crack him right across the back of his head. And I'll tell you what, he shut up real quick then, little angel. Scampered over the fence, crawling away like a fucking skunk that just got run over by a Mack truck on the I-70 down to Arizona, for Christ's sake. So anyways, Angel, we picked up all the fruit, we made a nice fruit cocktail, and we invited the Johnsons over. You know them from down the street. Remember when you were a little boy, the Johnsons babysat you once, and you boffed all over the the fireplace at the house. Yeah, remember that? You boffed your lemon yogurt all over the Johnson's fireplace and they never wanted to babysit you again. I don't blame them. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's like Linda Blair on a uh, roller coaster at Six Flags, for Christ's sake, Angel. But anyways, I just want, everything's been going good outside of the fruit stealers and the fruit throwers. Your Uncle Harry and I are having a wonderful summer. I know you're there in the Hollywoods making your movies and your televisions, and I hope you're doing good, Angel. I hope you come up to Rochester, New York real soon and visit your aunt, your aunt Ruthie and your Uncle Harry. We miss you so much, little freckle face. Call me back when you can. You, Harry, get your foot out of the toilet. What the hell are you doing? Goodbye, little angel. We love you. Little angel. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is... That sounded violent, man. 
Aunt Ruthie, whoa, 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 take a chill pill, auntie. Mercy sakes alive, I think we better end things right there. Holy Honolulu cheesecake. Yeesh. Play a be cray cray. That's what I say. Play a be cray cray. All right. Well, let's let's wrap things up. A little uh, side note here. This is cool. Um, the Tonight Show that I did um, that I did just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're going to be re-airing my episode. If you missed it originally, they're going to be re-airing it on uh, this coming Tuesday. Which is tomorrow, for God's sakes, the 21st of August. They'll be re-airing my uh, Tonight Show appearance from just two weeks ago. So that that's how good I must have been, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's kind of cool. I, it's like getting two, two shots on the Tonight Show in one month. So if you missed the first one and you want to see the kid uh, yucking it up with the old Jimmy Fallon... Please uh, check it out. That'll be tomorrow night, uh, August twenty-first, and uh, I promise you, you'll you'll have. I'll be able to make you laugh. I'm pretty sure, because we had we had fun. I've seen it because it aired two weeks ago, so I know how it comes out. <laughs> I hope you like it, anyhow. Um, also, stand-up comedy. Uh, if you're up in Canada, if you're up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, big, big comedy show. Me and my buddy Tom Green from the from MTV, the Tom Green Show, Road Trip. You know Tom Green. Who doesn't know Tom Green? He's the best. One of my good, good buddies. And we're doing a show together at the Laugh Stop in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The, the two of us. It's rare you get two headliners on one bill, but it's the, the club is having their big anniversary. I think it's their 30th. And they've invited me and Tom to uh, celebrate and, and be the headlining acts together. So that's going to be September 13th, 14th, and 15th. You know those tickets are going to sell out quickly. So get to my website, harlanwilliams.com, and get on, uh, get on ordering your tickets before you get left out in the cold. It is going to be a great, great show. We're going to have a ton of fun. Tom's hilarious. I'm not bad. And who knows, we might even do a little something-something after our shows, get up and do a little improv together. I don't know. No promises, but knowing me and Tom, something wild will happen. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys in Calgary, September 13th, 14th, and 15th, the Laugh Stop. Uh, Going to be a blast. Um What else can I tell you? As I mentioned earlier, if you want to call in and uh, leave a message... I'd love to hear about your summer encounters with any creatures or critters that you might have encountered. And if you haven't, just call in and leave a message. Say hello. Tell me a story about something else. Whatever you want. 323-739-4330. We might put your your, uh, call on the show, man. 323-739-4330. Or you can write to me. There's an email link at harlandwilliams.com. Also get our free app for your telephone at the App Store. Just type in the Harland Highway. You get the 50 latest episodes for free. And if you want to be a premium member and and get every episode we've ever done, we're almost to the thousand. It's only $20 for a year. Are you kidding? That's like like paying $6 to go to a thousand movies. 
I mean, come on, man. So you can do that through the website at harlandwilliams.com or at the free app. Uh, tell your friends about the Harland Highway. And don't forget to check out my new stand-up comedy special exclusively on Amazon Prime. It's called Caramel Corn the Pug, Kick Him in the Kibble. And uh, it's a really crazy special I did where I did the whole uh, act dressed as a dog. I have a dog mask, and it's it's just it's it's pretty wild and weird. So check it out, Caramel Corn the Pug, Kick Him in the Kibble. And uh, you can get that. You can rent it or download it and own it at Amazon Prime. And it's real cheap. I think it's $3 to rent it and $9 to buy it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever, whatever you want, I think you'll get a real kick out of Caramel Corn the Pug. Just type in Caramel Corn the Pug, kick them in the kibble at Amazon Prime. And I hope you enjoy that. So there you go, gang. That's our sh -sh show. I hope you're having a great, great, great summer. I hate to say it. We're almost near the end of it. Oh, I'm so sad. I love summer. It's not fair. Um, so uh, keep safe. Have fun. And until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. So now I look like a roast pig at a fucking, you know, Armenian banquet hall.